Sorry. I don't know what we're talking no, about. For real, what children are 13 listen to your podcast? Dude, we, we, have, we have just stuff. We yeah. have people all over. We have people in like Ecuador listening now. We, no, I'm serious. Well, yeah. I have people in Antarctica. So. Well, well, good for nobody you. Fuck your penguins. Yeah. Got some good penguins you down need there. Some, you need that sultry voice while you're like railing a penguin. Welcome to the Couch Rolls Podcast with your hosts, Dave and Das Bruce. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How about yourself? Not too bad. Dude, we have guests today. We do. So who is it? Uh, my name is uh, Jerry. Um, I'm from a... You're a race car driver? I'm a race car driver. Uh, also known as Les. <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Boobs. I'm Eric Anders. Right. Nice to meet you, Eric. Yeah. I have no idea. I just got off the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Ned. Hey, you all. Hi. I am uh, Kyle, the Canadian Sanchez. I also go by Mike, but that's a different story. <laughs> no one calls me that. <laughs> so as you, may have guess, as you may have guessed for episode 12, we decided we had two more guests on the show. We, yeah. just, we got our intro guy and we got one of the friends of the show. I do, man. Yeah, it's cool. It's, 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 and I drove all the way from Iowa just for this. Didn't really come for anything else, just just to be on the podcast. Like four states. So away. I appreciate you also paying for my gas to get all the way here. So you got to submit a uh, business receipt. All right, to cool. David I'm just making that. sure all business right. receipt so I can throw it away. Yeah, got it. No, uh, <laughs> that, I don't think that's support. what the agreement was for the drive here. We paid you in, in laughter. We paid cool. you in laughter and Mountain Dew. All mm-hmm. right, I guess I'll, I guess I'll accept it. It's okay. So Probably. what makes you guys gamers? Let's hear it. Well, I think video games suck. Honestly, um, they're not very fun, and <laughs> board games are the wave of the future. <laughs> Technically, still a gamer. <laughs> no, video game man, uh, they've been a huge, obviously, huge influence on my life. I even have a Nintendo tattoo on my arm because David loves Nintendo um, so much, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know, it, and honestly, it's even become part of my career at the end of the day too. So, if anything, you and I have been in a collecting war for like the past fifteen yeah, years at least. I do wave my my white surrender flag because let's, let's oh, it's kind of, hold on, oh, no, shut no, up, let me have no, this. no, we need to clarify. This is a cartridge war because I yeah, destroyed yeah. both of you with discs. And I, well, first of all, it was a friendly battle. It was a friendly and fight. Two, it's expensive, man. It is, it's man. so expensive, and everyone's just like, Ew, the label has to be good. It's like, you know, games are meant to be played, bro. Are you giving me crap about the label right thing? About that. Or stolen, or stolen from Canada. No. Or stolen <laughs> from Canada. My collection's all digital because I enjoy playing the games more than owning the copy. Yeah. Or the Bruce's games he stole. Or Bruce See, stole games from me. But I, I like, I like owning you. the copy, but I also enjoy playing it. Yeah. Because I use it for streaming. So, so Das, now that we heard a little bit from our guests, what what have you been playing? Let's start with you today. Oh man, um, I played the uh, demo for Detroit being coming human again. Did you? I was throwing that down. Which uh, is a uh, euphemism for what Detroit is becoming <laughs> human. <laughs> is coming back. Hopefully, it's <laughs> only talking crap because he knows he gets to leave like three states away when he's done with the show. <laughs> so, um, Detroit. What'd you think of it? First time I played it, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I kind of played recklessly and kind of tried a lot of different actions to kind of get a different experience from it. How'd you like it? Uh, I enjoyed it again. And then I went and had my new roommate, Chris, play it because I was curious to see how he would play the game and see how the different endings would happen. And then we did that. Um, I've jumped back on 
uh, some Sega Genesis. I was playing a uh, 007. Really? Sega Genesis. The Timothy Sega? Dalton one? Yes, the Timothy Dalton oh, one. God. Thank you for actually knowing that. You just want that. to vomit monkeys all Dude, over the place. Dude, such a terrible game. It's I've made good. it to about the third stage. So you're wasting your time already. I did, yes. <laughs> I've been, just been wasting my life with yeah. that. What have you been playing lately, man? I've honestly, me and Canada are in the same boat. We've been playing God of War to no end. Can't put it down. It, it's just amazing. Separately, right? It's not cooperative at all. Of course, it's not. Yeah. I, mm. That that would be interesting because then he'd have to be Atreus. He, he'd be my boy. <laughs> boy. I'd be shooting arrows. <laughs> Why do I got boy? Be a boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> I was in Stargate SG One. I, I don't know. Like honestly, you can't really talk about the game because part of what makes that game special is really some of the surprises it brings forth. But. There was one thing I got to it and I, I immediately set my controller down text to Kyle. I was like, it was one of the coolest things I've experienced in a game in a couple of years. Did you mm. experience this too? Or were you coming up on It was pretty that? amazing. I, I got to the, that part that he's talking about and it was really nice because you don't think it's going to happen. <clears throat> like the whole game doesn't set you up for, Oh, it's something cool is coming. It just, yeah. Oh, by the way. And but I just got to like the, the challenge uh, realm of it. And I have, I can't put that down. I just keep going back and forth and it's the difficulty. Now, you hate Dark Souls and a couple other Neo and a couple of the other really difficult games. So why do you like this difficulty and not those? Because I, I still think God of War, those Valkyries, remind me of Dark Souls. I don't know. It's For me, it's not as unforgiving as Dark Souls is. Like, yes, if you die in this game, you start at the checkpoint and you haven't lost anything. Dark Souls, man, it like you try as hard as you can and then you just get nailed by the first enemy and you're like, well, I don't want to play this ever again. (laughs) (laughs) First enemy, man. I think the only game that's ever deterred me real hard from playing was Evo. Did you ever play Evo? I played it. I it's got far enough for Xbox, right? It's Super anymore. Nintendo. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking yeah, of a different game. Evo it's, Evolution or whatever yeah, you want to call it. Uh, it's super hard because super all, of your, all of your experience points, if you die, you it loses half of them. Yeah, it's so grindy, it's though. It's so bad, but so, it's fun. It's annoying. Yeah. That's what so, it is. So, Ned, what are you playing? Lately, the same old, same old, which I know that everyone that? gives me crap for. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh God! I, I like it. By I the love way, it. And Ned, you didn't mention that you are you are really a fanboy. I, I mean, am a you, huge. You love Nintendo. You mentioned the Nintendo. Uh, the tattoo. controller. I, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, the controller yeah. says a lot, but he just he loves Nintendo. It's I do. Uh, I think there's uh, and the point just of to contention not go too two. far into it, but Breath of the Wild is just so immersive and so fun. And also God of War. Did you get the DLC well with too. the motorcycle and everything? Not yet. I want a motorcycle in it. Yeah. Motorcycle yeah, and, yeah, and, the and the DLC, now. and I didn't get a motorcycle. You, you didn't unlock it. it. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but Breath of the Wild, of course, and uh, God of War, of course, is another one too. And I haven't gotten into it as much as you guys have. May is always an uh, exciting month for me in the work world, so uh, I'm hoping to dive back into it sooner than later. You, you want to? Sure. You want to give a shout out? We'll give you free advertisement on here to like all 16 of our listeners. <laughs> Half can, our, a quarter of our listeners are in you this can room listen right now. to my radio show in eastern Iowa at rock108.com. Woo. And I also run a thing called Nerdy Knows with Ned, which I didn't do this today for though. That's kind of cool. Behind schedule. No one cares. You find me on Twitch, <laughs> even though like nobody ever watches. Hey man. <laughs> no, throw it out there. What is it? It's like Sanchez Streams. Sanchez but Streams. As in pretty P? hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> And so, sometimes we're featured on there, even all of us. Oh, yeah. So, so honestly, let's get right to the point. We got you guys here. We're doing a special episode. You, I know you guys both love horror games as much as I do. And Very Bruce much. is kind of on the edge where he's experiment, experimented a little bit with it. But we know he sucks at them, so he doesn't play them. Well, it's that's because Bruce lives really? on it. 
the edge. It's not Overwatch. You just play it. <laughs> it's, it's just, let's true. just face it. You are addicted to Overwatch. That is not a true statement. That Your is level 100%. is like 300. Yeah. I think I'm four now. You're what the people call <laughs> the get good. Get so, good. So I guess I, I brought the whole idea of doing a horror episode together because I feel mm. like over the last couple of years, there really has been an, an evolution in what horror is. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot true. of improvement between like Resident Evil 7. You have the, the VR experience as a whole. You have a lot of games that are just PlayStation 4, so you have the better graphics or Xbox or not Switch because Switch sucks for horror games. There's what? Well, there's none. You never know. There's none. There, I mean, it's said I, that 7 is coming. Only in Japan, Resident Evil 7 will be streamed for some reason. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I heard about Switch, that. Which is yeah, weird. that's going to be sweet. Yeah, you're going to stream it. Handle it. But <laughs> that makes no sense to me at the same time because Switch is marketed as portable. It's portable but with Wi-Fi. Here we go. Selling like switches Wi-Fi. in Japan now without the dock. Yeah, I, I saw that they got a yeah. new version of it. But they want to make it. Portable. Just, I mean, just to even go from there. I bought Fatal Frame Four for Wii U, mm. and then it was bigger than the hard drive on the Wii U. <laughs> so I had, to, I had to get an external hard drive just to try. I, I thought Fatal Frame being one of an older game that I liked. I was like, what an opportunity to use a tablet as the camera to play Fatal Frame. It was a piece of garbage. It it just, it didn't work out. It didn't play well. And it was so massive. It was such a burden just to get it started. Well, question for you. I was was done with it. The, uh, because horror games usually like graphically have to have some semblance of scare to them. Uh, But technical limitations, they? they do because technical limitations can go and determine whether what type of scares you're getting. For instance, like PlayStation 1 and everything, you guys were all Silent Hill fans, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And the limitation of the draw distance of how far something could appear in frame when you're playing mm, fog. was really bad. So yeah, so they went and they covered it up with fog and everything. What an, yeah. what an amazing idea, though. Like, true. We, just the, we don't know what to do to make this, like, a little... We don't have... Lim, to make limitations for ourselves, so we simply added fog, and it worked. Yeah, they were like, we can't show you the full screen, so and we're just going to fog up the rest of it. A lot of Super... Or not Super Nintendo, but Nintendo 64 games were the same, and I hate to point out as... Uh, Superman 64 hmm. being oh. one of them. Oh, and the Spider-Man distance? too. Draw distance. That was just looked like this foggy world. But, it did, but Silent Hill made it relevant. That was to intentional the, fog. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that was part of the plot <laughs> line, part of the story. And it helped too because you hear that radio go off and you're just like something's around here. Mm-hmm. And, and so if that you stupid bird that flies away. right, well the bird, and then <laughs> once the kind of like the gorilla guys kind of started showing up. If you just creeped up a little bit because you slowed down because you want to see what was going, but then you'd see just a silhouette. Of whatever that thing is, and you're just like, oh, what the, f-? you know? Yeah. But that was that was part of what worked with the limitations of the technology. Where what I'm saying is, newer games and everything, they're shinier, they're better, mm. they're prettier. Yeah. But does that mean that they have to look good for horror? Like I played uh, Resident Evil Seven, I think it was. Yeah. And that looked really good, but that worked with the graphic because they didn't really have any graphical limitations for that. Mm. Had you gone and made that game like for the Wii U or something, that would have looked terrible. Yeah, it, it definitely wouldn't have worked out. So for out. like Fatal Frame, I mean, the last game was what, on a PlayStation 2? So were you getting almost the same style of graphics then? To, to be honest, when I tried Fatal Frame 4, it doesn't look too terribly enhanced from the older game. As sad as that really is, it still has that really weird textured style to it. But the gimmick yeah. of the controller, did that at least help facilitate for how bad the graphics were i thought the the immersion would improve because of the controller and kind of how you can actually play it almost like a prop and as a camera it actually became more of a burden because one i don't know if you've ever held a tablet straight up for long periods of time (laughs) it sucks it it, it's not that fun to do and plus fatal frame is such a slow-paced game you have no idea when something's gonna pop up and then it pop up so quickly it's like oh i missed it let's wait five more minutes for it to reappear 
and it, it just was an ongoing like problem where I just I just didn't feel like playing the game. It, it was a burden. It, it was it was complete nonsense. It's when controls make games too hard to play. Yep, and playability is extremely important. Well, it that, really is. If you can't play the game, what's the point? Resident Evil. Oh, let's just start with Resident Evil. I mean, that was kind of for for me. Wait, Resident wait, wait, Evil. Wait, wait. Well, Resident Evil. Oh, what was wrong with the tank controls? Clunky. It was really hard no, to use back in the day. It's legit though for what it is. What's tank controls, Bruce? Tank controls for the people that are listening that don't know are I don't even know. Your character moves mm. whatever direction they're facing. So up is always walk forward, but it's all based on the direction that your character is facing. And if you want to turn around, you actually have, you to, have physically to physically turn. Or hold right. <laughs> yeah. It's like a tank. Oh, you know? Okay, I, and then I see it. They That's, really made that better in Resident Evil 3 when they finally brought in the quick turn. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, the quick turn wasn't added, but they actually made it where you could 360 or 180 spin so that yeah. way you could book it out of bad okay, situations. So, so let's go back to kind of the PlayStation as a good starting point because we've already mentioned Silent Hill. So Resident Evil, we mm-hmm. have terrible controls, but mm-hmm. why do people still see that as a, as a good horror game? Like what what about that? Because all three of you have played it with me. Ambiance is like the setting, really. This, the music, everything that just sucks you in. I mean, yeah, the graphics are kind of shit, but... It's the whole new. They did kind of sort of get game. around that though with the pre-rendered backgrounds on everything. Yeah, but it didn't help that you your character itself was still made of blocks. Yeah, like, well, and, at least and all the, the all the stuff that you could pick up was made out of the blocks too, so you could at least and just well, like upable. Do you remember going into like a room and you hear the zombie shuffling? Oh, but <laughs> and you, didn't, you don't but, know uh, where. And in the fixed camera angles made it really difficult. Like you could be walking, all of a sudden the camera flips, and there he is! Like, yeah, oh my god! The like, fixed camera angles, the cinematic camera angles, where it would just—you'd walk into a room, you get the layout of the room based on where the camera is showing you in the room, and you get the layout, which is nice because it gives you the opportunity to get better at that game as time goes on. Because you walk in, you're like, okay, new camera angle. I understand. I'm here. Here's where I can walk around the room. Gives you the rough layout. You learn how to navigate those rooms. And then the more you play, since you're revisiting a lot of those same places, you get better at navigating. So, you know, as soon as you walk into a room, what direction you're facing and how to navigate that. And And that also has a lot to do with the fact. And first of all, Alone in the Dark is the one that started that on PC. That is true. Way back when. Give props. But also the sense of, I mean, just to kind of head back to the horror aspect of it. Lack of ammo. Don't oh, know when yeah. you're going to have ammo. And the saving, facts, too. And that damn knife you think is effective. No. But <laughs> no, the no. big thing, of course, is there's two moments that really started defying that game and a lot of game developers that, like, I was inspired by Resident Evil is the first time you run into a zombie where it's eating Kenneth Frost's head. And you go, dirt out, dirt out. You know, the and all of a sudden. Yeah. And then... Of course, the one part that still freaks out everyone to today is when the dogs jump through the windows. Oh, in the dogs. I completely forgot about that. That's a huge part for a that lot of people. That's huge. Because you're just like, all of a sudden, like you have these slow zombies, slow zombies. All of a sudden, you have this dog. It's just like, juke, 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 juke. Notice the, whoa, notice the camera them. angles that it gives you on that. When you start that you hallway, past. You're, you're facing it so you can see the windows. Yeah. And then after you walk past, they jump out behind you, It's like which the, gives you time to turn around and react or run. And it gives you your fight or flight mm. instinct. Right up. It's really just well done design. Yep. 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 I, I don't know. And neither, none of you really mentioned, I still thought it was creepy with the, the where they did the slow cuts for doors and stairs. It, it got annoying. Over, over, loading over, yeah, over, loading over, over time, yeah. it, it became annoying because you became less scared of the game because you became more prepared with more ammo. If anything, mm-hmm. it gives just... you a time to breathe though. Like when you're getting chased, like I played, which one did you play first? Which one did you guys play for one. Resident Evil first? You were on one. Resident Evil Director's Cut. Yeah, Director's Cut. Yeah. But it also adds to the ambiance of it. Like you actually physically feel like you're 
you're opening the door and listening because it does that first the person. Do yeah. the stair steps. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. I mean, it, 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 but the first time though, like it, it does set the mood a little bit. Like before you're really in the in the action of the game, like you're still kind of suspicious of what's coming. Mm. That just all those like let's, let's slow the pacing down just enough to kind of give that eerie mystery. Well, and it just man, it, it like really it it pulled me in so much. The oh. first one that I played was a uh, three, and the desolate city of like there should be people here, there should be stuff in these shops, and there's just not. Is yeah. so the environment was the what environment, really set yeah. you. Well, I know that you you've mentioned that like the mansion for you is a character in oh, that story. Oh yeah, I mean the the mansion between like the portraits on the wall, the you can never forget the grandfather clock. I mean, that, that sound when you're in that big open room mm-hmm. and you can always hear the grand... It's like that character has sound and there, there are parts throughout the house that are always giving these sounds that you recognize and you can always go back to that as being kind of a characteristic of the house. Is there ever a part where the grandfather clock is just stopped? Because I started, I started going through and playing balcony. It. Oh, so then the sound's no longer there for the rest of the game. Yeah, Pushing off the balcony? Room. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's on the second floor, the... right? No, you pu- you no, don't push that off. The- you push the statue off the balcony, and then the clock get- opens. No, clearly it's we haven't. Different, we, but close. Clearly, we haven't played the game in a while. <laughs> but I mean, so let let's look past Resident Evil One. We can even go to Resident Evil Three because I thought with that that's Three was the, awesome. That was the introduction of Nemesis. Now, but before we oh, before oh, oh, we yeah. even get to that though, <laughs> what do you got, Ned? When you're talking about ambiance and especially Resident Evil, really did very well at this. Is the sound design of a lot of these games. And that really kind of brings out that sense of fear in you. Like the sounds of the walking, the sounds of the zombies going, <laughs> and even closing doors or whatever, or Barry going, Barry, where's Barry? You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, wasn't but, terrifying? The voice that I the vo- was, was waiting for someone to go Jill Sandwich a other situation. But the fact of safe rooms. And oh, the, yeah. the moment you hear that music, really? because the game is so good about keeping you tense in every single room because you just never know what's going to happen. And then eventually you end up in a safe room and you're just like, <sighs> yeah, it plays that music and you know that that is safe. And then mm-hmm. as soon as you go outside that door, anything else can happen. And on the other hand, nemesis shows up. Yep. Yeah, Where really, do you feel safe at? Yeah. And especially because it, at our age, no, he, he was oh, never in a safe room. You can but never get in the safe. They the, can never come in the wait, safe room. There was one where you try to run through a door to get away from him, and then he busts through the door. Like that is the only time in the game that it happens, and it just throws you completely off. Well, it's because suddenly you can't escape. You're used to him stalking you about two to three screens. The nice thing is, like he's the story is he's chasing you through the entire game. He shows up at key elements. I mean, you later learn they're that scenarios. Yeah, they're yeah. scenario based. But there are like a few random times that he will pop up. I believe. I, I no. You don't think so? No, I've played the game enough times. He, they're all very. It still based. feels. And but that's what makes it great, though, is the fact that when we were younger playing for that for the first time, I really had no idea. Yeah. I was like, this guy can like, come oh, anywhere, anytime. Like it wasn't like a RPG where it's like, okay, here's a save point and some health. Next room, nemesis. It, it was not like that. It's like you're like, oh, there's a safe room ahead. I'm running up to it. Boom! Oh. Right, you're walking around <laughs> half dead, and well, no bullets. And you're like, I sure hope Nemesis doesn't show up. Well, what's right terrifying now. too is <laughs> you learn it's better to run from him than to fight half the time. Yeah. Well, you got to fight him the whole time, get them bonus items, oh, man. No. Right, but then you also use ammo, which you're already on a lack of. Especially if you play on hard mode. It's that's the it's the genius of item management and mm. fighting him, and that's again feeds into the anxiety of the scariness of the game. Which is like games that make you so, high anxiety. So I, I, I think I've mentioned this before, like the, the idea of like you die anxiety of being almost dead and being worried 
doesn't that come with consequence as well? Like, is the part of the reason you have anxiety is because you are afraid you're going to die in the game? Well, to be completely honest, the only the first time I played Resident Evil, I used the Game Shark. Oh. Die. And I was like, I I'm so much anxiety you plugged in a game shark. He, he was monster. so afraid of losing. I did. <laughs> well, now, so, but I mean, that, that, Kyle that just, cheating that, in games since 1996. That does, that does say something, <laughs> though, because it, it shows that he was immediately afraid of dying. So, I mean, for you guys, though. Did that, did that take away any of the fear element then when you had? Oh, shit, yeah. Like, you just walk around and nothing hurts you at that point. <laughs> like, what am I even playing this game for? Find the keys. This is Find the keys. Get find out of the keys, here. Solve the puzzles. Let's, let's break down all the elements that make it a fun game. Let's just, just find different shaped weapons and different shaped yeah. items. And yeah, let's do some easy puzzles. It's not scary when you start with the infinite rocket launcher. Which, <laughs> which, by the way, I think Resident Evil 3, which, by the way, is technically Resident Evil 4 in a way. Because Nemesis was actually zero. supposed to be, Code Veronica was supposed to be three, and Nemesis was actually supposed to be Code Veronica. But wasn't there a zero? What was the first one? D that zero came out in GameCube way, way later. Way that was after. Cube, though, but that takes place yeah. beforehand, storyline-wise. Before one. Yeah. But anyway, um, if you play Resident Evil 2, which is one of my top ten favorite games of all time, um, it actually amplifies the freakiness of three. Because you go into the RPD precinct, where you explored everything as Leon or Claire, and all of a sudden now you're Jill. And then, for example, my one of my biggest ones about Nemesis and freaking the crap out of me is because you remember going through this corridor, and all of a sudden you go past this part, and then just Nemesis blasts through the wall, and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> I didn't expect that, and you have to run up a staircase really quick, or else he's going to cut your well, ass up. in Resident <laughs> Evil 2, if you played the alternate scenario, Mr. X chased you. Yes. Granted, not nearly as much as Nemesis, but there was a threat that he was there. And and what's interesting about X, too, was the fact that he had a cold, dark face, huge trench coat, just like Kyle back in the day. <laughs> and um, and the fact, and Nemesis was a lot more crazy. Yeah. Stars. Tons of things. Stars. You know, and all this stuff. But then X was so like. He was a, like more of a mutant. Yeah. Uh, more he, like a big he had like mutant. That, that real he was dark. the juggernaut. <laughs> juggernaut. <laughs> So I, let's let's just kind of go beyond Resident Evil because we've been talking about Resident Evil. We could Evil talk about Resident Evil for a all, long time. All, all day. We could. But let's kind of think. I actually almost want to go back to the very start because mm -hmm. I was not a cartridge guy. I didn't really get – I played a little bit of Sega here and there, but I didn't yeah. really get into gaming until PlayStation. Yeah. And I got Resident Evil almost right after I got my PlayStation. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back because I honestly don't believe that horror games can be scary in 2D. There's nothing about 2D that really engages me in a way that I actually can I can get into a game enough where I feel feelings mm. in the game. But you guys, all three of you actually are all pretty big cartridge guys, and yeah. I I, I want to ask you like what about, like Nightmare in Elm Street. No, no, no it's not terrifying. No. That's just frustratingly fun. <laughs> sense of no, no sense of urgency. Collect the points. Yeah, get uh, the points. That's what like horror film or horror games were back then, where they well, try other ways. To there's, scare there's, you. there's a couple things that I think 2D horror wise. I would say I think maybe Dude. you'll agree with me on this. Uh, Metroid, super 3, and regular. Super Nintendo. Yeah, and the reason is because of the feeling of aloneliness. It is. You're it the is only the person there. Well. It had that, it had that, yeah, the soundtrack definitely yeah. uh, created that ambiance and being alone on a planet with weird creatures that you don't know. I mean, it's not horror in the traditional sense of like, you know, monsters or, you know, being chased in the woods. But with it did, did it give you feelings though? Like, it did. Because uh, I guess that's what I, what I assume horror kind of is, is it's not necessarily... It's not, oh, I see blood. That doesn't make it horror to me. Horror mm. to me, it makes me have a feeling. That uneasy it, feeling. It makes you like, anxiety. there's something. It is an anxiety. That like, you're afraid to go through a door. 
because you just don't know what's on the other side of it. Just those those core elements I of what what causes you to change how you play because of how you feel. I'd say Super Hence Metroid definitely did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop using Game Genie. And even some sense, and Kyle might be able to agree with this, and he has a better way of describing it. It's probably Earthbound too. Really? Because of Gygus at the oh, end yeah. there. It's oh, just yeah. like, what the is Try going not to do on, any spoilers. Man? Uh, hey, it's been like 20 years. I'm sorry. Bruce, it's, 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 I think it's pretty fair. It's at this too point. late. The damage is but done. That's another Thanks, Sean feeling where it tries to put you in this weird moment where you're like, you're unsure of what's happening. Then weird shit starts happening. And then you're just, what is going on? Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother form of. It feels horror. like confusion is a weird way of fright. Because you don't know what's going on. And and I mean, at that time, again, for me, the only thing I could think of being even slightly scary, (laughs) again, back to what I have mentioned before, is being afraid of dying. Especially, I remember games like Animanium Rage, like Wolverine. Mm, That game was just so hard that I just panic. And that that was one of the few, like the the really hard, unbeatable games for me back on Sega. Mm. Those were the only games that gave me feelings. And it was either frustration or I was just panicked all the time because I was like, I just did not want to die anymore. I was just, I was so tired of dying. Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Dark. You play a lot of Dark Souls. Is Dark Souls, Dark Souls actually scary at all? Because the older games, there's horror elements to it, but it's the matter of losing your progress. I think. That's a big yeah. one. Yeah, and, I think losing progress is. Yeah, I think losing that's the progress, ultimate con- consequence. And yeah. losing in progress and not being able to get your ammo back from that process, where you're like. Oh man, I have limited ammo to get through this. If you die, you restart your ways back and you don't have the same ammo that you did before. So you know, it's going to perpetually be harder. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, another one, a good example. that Some people might know is a game called the immortal. Um, oh, that is NES a good one. or Sega Genesis. Your choice. Sega Genesis is better though. Man. But uh, <laughs> it, I think the sense of how much that game didn't give you. And also, it was always very dark, and you never knew what was going to come around a corner. Which floor panels were going to fall out underneath? Which floor panels were going to panels were going to fall out? It was just always such, such a trial and error. Game. And anytime like a floor panel would fall out, or all of a sudden you just held the amulet up to the sky, it's like, well, <laughs> and that that's a perfect game of, damn it, I got to start over again. What do I do? Why is the why is the wizard Wordemir not here? And you Wordemir. You. Oh, I, I hate Wordemir. He sucks. So, I mean, <laughs> from what it sounds like, those are all things that I still, I don't know if I, it would really do it for me, but I think where it really accelerated, though, was mm. the last generation. Like, when we all got three, Xbox 360s. Which and, was, that, that's very rare today. I mean, we all got 360s, like, right then. And then. Yeah, uh, yeah. We were, we, were, we were, I mean, I feel like that was a generational thing where yeah. we were at that age, and that was also the time where online became a thing. It and we, was, and that oh, was the man. first time we really all split up, too, because of college. I it's got mine fu- as soon as I got to college. And it's funny, I was reading our high school yearbook last night, and at the back they have two, 2005, and, re, and, re, and one of the things was online gaming. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh yeah, online, that's what it online gaming proper. Yeah, the real <laughs> online gaming. Uh, Dreamcast can say they can be first, but yeah. honestly, Xbox kind of landed it. They Xbox Live changed a lot of things. Think about when you think like scary in 2D, how you can't be scared by that. Is is it because you're spoiled by all the things we have now? Like, put yourself in gamers' positions like 10 years ago when all they had was Nintendo and 
pixels were weird and scary. Like it, it's quite possible that I I I was spoiled to it because desensitized. Like I said, I I basically really I played Sega, but I played like maybe ten games total, and and then I had gotten the PlayStation the first year it was out, so I had I had moved up to 3D so quickly mm-hmm. that I, I I honestly missed that entire generation of games. Well, there there's been a few few things. Uh, what is it? Uh, Newgrounds. Newgrounds, a couple years ago, it had a game called, I think it was like Lakeside Cabin. I saw you post it. Did you end up playing that? No. It's surprisingly (laughs) terrifying. My phone doesn't have flash on it. It has. (laughs) (laughs) Surprising. Damn, Androids. Apple's iPhones. All right, right. We're the iPhone guys. You're the Android guys. Right. We'll have a fight. Android later. for life. Well, just to be clear, we're also the couch trolls, and they're the ones on the couch. I know. That it's is, a very yeah. cozy couch. <laughs> we known we that graciously gave up the it's couch. Audio. <laughs> to bring you back, though, with the 2D thing, I think the last thing I can really think about when it comes to scariness is also the sense of unexpectancy um, or unexpected Sinistar in oh, the arcade. Oh, Sinistar was good. All of a sudden, you hear this I weird live. thing, and then all of a sudden, that, yeah, I live. Anx- and, he, and his voice comes up and just all of a sudden drowns out everything that happens run, run. and 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 whatnot it just kind of screwy man and and all of a sudden again there's that sense of urgency of like i have to take out sinistar well, then is urgency and then, necessarily the fear because then that carries over into other games which, urgency unexpectancy and also the fact of you gonna die well <laughs> the, I, I think that the fear of death in games does not equate necessarily to fear anymore but Dark the different Souls. varieties of how you can die. Like, for instance, uh, Tomb Raider, which is more of a thriller game. Mm. Let's also include Dead Space, which we can <clears throat> definitely oh, there you grow go. No, on. Dead Space. Yeah, Talk because, about Dead Space. Then. Okay, so Dead Space was when I was kind of talking about how... the one time the, that I scared you on the couch. And the, the last generation of gaming is where it really... I think horror really exploded because really they, they, they finally yeah. had refined how games... How games got scary. And, and the variety expanded. I mean, here, I even have a list. Listen to this <laughs> list. Oh, we got Dead Space. We have the newer Silent Hill, which it wasn't great, but it had a few a few <laughs> scary tried. moments. Wait, 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 wait. Tried. And then we had Bioshock. We had yeah. Left 4 Dead. We had The Suffering. Is Bioshock considered horror? Yeah, I would say so. Really? Yeah. Bruce, I can just, let me tell you one scene. There, there's a scene where you go into a dental office. You see a dead body sitting in a room that, and then it goes pitch black. It reappears, and there's nothing but a bloodstream to the floor. Okay. Yeah, that was messed up. And, and that was cool. You know, things, things like that. Were I guess not- it was horror, but like it, it phases out of my brain that it's horror because there's a certain element of horror that gets taken away the better you get at a game and more controls. Like for instance, uh, Left for Dead. Right? We all played. We played a hell of a lot of Left for Dead. <laughs> yep. And yeah, I, I clocked like 500 plus hours on that for sure. Which is, I, I would definitely that to me that falls into the horror realm because mm. of two things. You have the unexpected like the craziness that the game gets with the, the the sheer amounts of zombies but then you also have the tank element which is completely unexpected where it just comes out of nowhere and he, he is he, he is truly what ne- to me <laughs> ne- that was the true nemesis that was that yeah. was the nemesis i pictured back when i was a kid yep. but that was it coming to fruition by out of nowhere you're like i see the finish line out of nowhere, there's a witch and there's a tank, oh. and you just you, you are so you're running from this witch so terrified you forget the tank is also following you. And- <laughs> yeah, you're boned. <laughs> it's glorious. That game lost its horror element for me up until it was maps that I didn't know. When they started releasing DLC for the maps and everything, or they go and they'd change a map in a certain way so that way your little cheat strategy can work. Because I remember before they patched that game, that was one of the first games that I remember getting major patches. 
Because mm-hmm. the rooftop finale for the No Mercy uh, hospital campaign, the, you would just hide under the staircase and the tank couldn't get to you, so you wouldn't get punched off the roof. And you just sit there and you could just down a tank. And then eventually they're like, we just they're, added some new assets. They put some boxes in oh, front yeah, of there. <laughs> so then you're like, the first time you jump back on, you're like, oh, there's an update. That's cool. And they're like, hey, guys, graphical enhancement. You're like, sweet. You get on there. You go play the mission. You're like. Okay, tanks coming. Let's get on the stairs. And you're like, who the hell put these boxes in? Yeah, we're so I want to be the guy doing notes. Is like box enhancement. Box <laughs> enhancements. Place box. The here. guy who's doing the script. Section E22. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even so, we go beyond Left for Dead, and we go. I, I we, think that horror games, though, like I said, lose their element once you've played them enough because things don't scare you anymore. So well, how do you, everything's going to change when you play it a second time. Yeah. I mean, what you makes know you, what's coming. What makes you keep coming back and playing uh, Resident Evil? Because I know you guys have. It can be a collectathon to some extent. There's also extra stuff, maybe something you missed. But Nostalgia. do you ever get any Nostalgia. horror element of that anymore? Well, do, do those games still hold up as far as scaring you? Well, the fortunate side of things with Resident Evil is that we get remakes. Yeah, that is true. You know? Although <laughs> I, I, I will, I do have a good response for you because the remake of Resident Evil One. What they did to that they game. They added that whole extra redheads, section. Redheads mm-hmm. literally Crimson made. Skulls. That Crimson will skull. freak you out, What man. they did is they they added a uh, kind of a random element to that game where it every time you play it, it actually does affect how you feel about the game. Because if you don't, even that if you do down to resource it, management though too, right? It did. But at the same time, if you forget one of those zombies and you don't remember it, you, you will come out of nowhere and you will suddenly, hey, he's there and he chases you down and. And then you go into complete panic. Yeah, it was something you weren't expecting. Comes out of nowhere, and it's, it's like you forget to burn one. Yep. If you don't torch that son of a bitch, he's gonna kill you. But it was a, <laughs> it was a perfect way to remix a game. Not only did they digitally enhance the game, they added story and more content, but mm. they also added an element of horror that it, it actually worked. Yeah, it's something that I feel like a lot of remakes they don't add anything new to the game. Right. Really, I mean, a game that adds like a multiplayer. That's obviously a whole new big element to the game, mm-hmm. but a game like a horror game, like what Bruce was saying, it's hard to rekindle the horror feeling after replay. Yeah. But they did it in such a way, or even the randomization of Left 4 Dead. We've played that a hundred times, but every so often fun. you 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 it's still fun. But you also <laughs> the have AI the, director. the AI director. I As, feel like the AI director didn't change it up enough. Like there is the second one, one did the first one. The stayed second, the, same. the second one did a little bit more because I wanted multiple paths. There's feel, one point where like you turn and like a gate that's normally open or something, or they'll just put a wall there for a separate building. So it did kind of change up your path. Cause then you're like, Oh man, we got to go this route, but it still wasn't enough. Also the fact that you couldn't bail on people when mm. you properly you wanted what, to. I just thought of it. No, it really ruined the horror for the second one. What? Melee. How's that? Because suddenly I had a sword and I could defend myself up close. Yeah. And because yeah. before the whole idea of they come running right. into your sword, it, it got rid of the depth that I had to have between me and everything around me. Because in the first game, you really needed space. You always had to have that. Space yeah. Because as soon as they hit you once, it would give you that little pause, mm. and you couldn't run. And if there's a tank coming in at you, yeah. or he punches a car at you. But I mean, I killed plenty of like special zombies using melee weapons, and it got to a point where. 
I mean, really, you guys would be the gun guys. I'd be just running around with a stupid baseball bat through the whole game and just hitting things. If you pre-ordered from GameStop and got the baseball bat. <laughs> or Kyle would just run out and be like, oh, I fell off the thing, guys, and he's like on another side of a building. Oh, yeah. Kyle <laughs> likes to go solo, man. He'd trigger everything and then just be so far ahead that we get oh, screwed. Oh, no, no, we did that, though. I we got running back with a whole shit, shit every <laughs> time, man. I'm guys, just like, God, Kyle. Me. Uh, no, I remember. No, that was good because we actually got so good at the game where – We'd enter like the top part of a stairs where you're dealing with an event and then you just send one guy off. And as long as he had like a shotgun and timed everything right, you could go hit the elevator, double back to the rest of your posse. So that way when you get there, you're not waiting for the uh, crescendo event. Oh, that, that's true. Guys, we do there's that guns the over hospital. here, but no, there's a hunter ripping off my nipples over here. Come on, guys. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, my God. Now, Ge I mean, Gears of War. Was Gears of War considered horror? Because there was multiplayer no, that, too. I, I would feel that a, it, it the game scary. wasn't it wasn't scary. It had like a gothic element to its its style, but it didn't oh, really it didn't have jump scares or anything. It or was all or it was all cinema monsters. Okay, or so, anything like that. so the horror came from you'd see a big monster, but you get introduced it in a cinema way. Because I feel like that had elements that <laughs> could have been horror, but just didn't seem like it was. No, it, there was, was a, there, I will say there actually might have been one scene. So it goes back to the idea that there can be horror and unexpected horror in a non horror game. The scene where you deal with the the bats, where you have to depend krill. on the light, the, oh, yeah. the the krill, and then also the power cool. plant in the first one. Oh, the, the power plant had a lot. It had a very those wretches. Yeah, and they really took you out of the element of how the game played up to that point, yeah. where suddenly you didn't really know what you were coming up to, and they used darkness in a way along with the light because of it being a power plant that they added that fear element to the game, where I felt like that was a good part in the game because it stood out from a lot. Because honestly, those are the only parts I remember about the first game. I think Symphony of the Night did a little bit of that too, though, where it's like you felt uneasy with the castle, but it was more of a gothic nah. theme. Symphony of the Night's, I mean, yeah, it tried to be a horror game, but it was all action. It wasn't, there was nothing scary it had about good, it. I mean, it sound had was good great, elements, though. It, nothing that made you. It's but when you're getting down low on your life and you realize that you saved a long time ago and you're trying to get to that next save room, I guess yeah. it was kind of the same horror as. Uh, well, I guess Again, two D man. I like yeah. it takes. It, I think they just had to work a lot harder for every moment that they had get Imagine out of you. Being an Atari. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, they, man. they were just making. Wait, they no, were making uh, ET and no, running with it. What was that stupid one? Was it like? Haunted house or something. Oh, haunted house where you're just eyes. Where you're just eyes yeah, moving yeah, around. Scary shit. That you know, it's interesting. It's interesting how horror mo uh, horror games have kind of evolved from where they are, like Sinistar, and then like, oh, scary. And then PlayStation One really kind of made it what it is. You yeah, know, survival horror. Yeah, that's the was oh, kind yeah. of what it was. But then it all changed when Resident Evil Four. Showed oh, up. Ruined they started doing the, the, the over the shoulder, and but it became more. It's still amazing, but. It became more action-based, more quick, more fast-paced. We're back and on that, Resident Evil. <laughs> I know, and I, but I'm not, I'm not really necessarily talking about Resident Evil. I'm talking about the fact of how the genre evolved. And yep. then in, because of Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, kind of brought back the horror sense of it. While Resident Evil 4, sure, it had a couple things, blah, blah, blah. but then you had Dead Space. You had Alan Wake. You had all these stuff. Oh, talk about Alan Wake a little bit, because you guys were huge fans of that. That was kind of based on, like, almost Stephen King-esque work, right? But I guess, like, what I'm saying is that it went from, like, horror to survival horror to action horror. And then mm. I feel like that's that's a, exactly what it was. And then mm. I feel like it actually started walking back, though, where they started slowing down the pace. Yeah. The, like, because that survival game started getting popular near the end of the last generation as mm. well. And they're like, no, not like Last of Us is Ooh, a good example. That's so, okay, shining so, example. Yeah, yeah, but 
Last of Us wasn't necessarily a scary game for most of the game, but what they did is really got you on the survival aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. And when you were really, your stealth with very, you have like two bullets and you're like, oh, there's monsters everywhere. I'm going to die. Zombie Mm -hmm. U was good. I thought. We're talking about Last of Us. (laughs) Zombie U was something. Let's call it that. (laughs) Zombie U was something. Dying, oh yeah, Dying, Dying Light was Light. the last game that gave me such anxiety about, like, oh my if god, you go out at nighttime. Like, yeah. I completely, for, like, that's a game we've all played together, and, and for some reason, I didn't even think of that, but that is a shining example of you actually felt scared to be on the ground at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't terrifying. have, which me, one me thing I'm always such a fan of, stat boosting. You know, stat boosting because of Dead Island and Borderlands and yep. all those games have really just kind of taken dying. I think of Dying Light as Borderlands mixed with Dead Island. It, mm. it is very, it has a lot of those elements, yeah. but what they, I think and they Mirror's did. Edge. They, yeah. And Mirror's Edge. But what they did is they cranked up the difficulty, I, I feel, enough where it took almost the whole game for me to feel comfortable mm-hmm. doing any. I think actually it broke it when we got the hook shot. Once you get hook shot, the game becomes drastically less scary no, because, you can, I, no. because you can suddenly. I'm running from zombies. Oh, I'll just shoot myself like Batman and just like exca- <laughs> yeah. But if you're out at night, buildings. <laughs> no, they can't. No, because there's those ones Unless at they're night. On top of it. Those ones at night are terrifying. We found that little clock tower though, where we could just camp out and chuck Molotovs though. Yeah, we we found it like it's like a little steeple, and we're just standing next to each other, just lobbing fire at them. They couldn't quite get up to us, but it's like oh wow, we found one little spot. But the minute Bruce kind of derived from that, he died. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, the, and even the whole game, like I felt, I felt that horror element the whole game. But it felt like it was during the daytime. It was like let's play around zombies, mm-hmm. and then it, at nighttime it became like okay, you just like you have to be on high alert. It all switches the time. from like an action to a stealth game based on the time of day, and then also the lights at night where the safe zones were marked in the light. So as soon as you got like over a fence into an area with all those ultraviolet lights, you felt safe. And it had that whole safe, that same safe feeling that you had from, I would say, the Resident Evil safe rooms. Mm. So you go and you climb over and you're like, oh, look, he's on the opposite side of the gate. He can't get me. And then you start taking, well, you couldn't take pop shots at people through the gate. That was the only downside. Simply as like, oh, I need to go to this part on the other side of the map, but I have to go through this tunnel to get there. Oh, yeah, the, the tunnels were the, the worst. There. Like, okay. Oh, my God. And then and there's always a bus, a slanted bus to co- kind of cover all the bodies that are behind it. But know what? Honestly, the scariest thing in that game, platforming on those high towers. I, the towers killed me more than anything else in that game. Oh, yeah, I, I, I fell off the towers all the time. <laughs> Should have had a glide Fear suit. of falling. It's but, all yeah, di- different Heights fears. in general. <laughs> you know, speak, then you, that comes another thing because of VR. You know, we're able to get into such more of an immersive experience and even just not in a horror based game. Being people just in general are able to do the fact of like, can you feel heights? And all of a sudden now you're on the top of a building thanks to VR and people don't know what to think because they think they're on top of a building, but. I just wanted to play world. one of those zombie VR games that you see. You people mean like Resident Evil Seven? Their mind. No, no, not that. <laughs> I played like, that actually. I, I had that when I had my VR. That I've wasn't not too bad. I played that and I refused to play it. But no, it's those games where people are freaking out because you know. So you want to play a zombie game in VR, but you don't want to play Resident Evil Seven in VR. Game. No, it's good. It's have you played it? Though. Have you played it's it at all? Not Resident Evil. Yeah, I've, it is. It's, it's more it Resident is. Evil than what Six was. Six was Michael <laughs> Bay's Zombie Land. Let's also clarify uh, that Kyle has beaten Resident Evil Five more times than anyone I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shiva. It's true. <laughs> Shiva. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Come on. I got a side question for you guys. Then, can a game be horrifying? Can it still be a horror game and still scare you if there's cooperative mode? No. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that took away. Like when mm-hmm. I played Left 4 Dead, when I played most of that. 
like the only time that was horrifying was when I was playing by myself mm. with the computers because the computers but those act computers a certain way would in the world. Do everything and anything to keep you alive, though. Yeah. Well, it's because again, you have a sense of security. You got your friend with you, right? Then that circles back to Unless Super Metroid, where you're always alone. But yeah. no one else. Well, we were just talking about Dying Light, though. And Dying Light, even four player, we did have. That's what I think that makes that game kind of special. That we would still fall into a panic scare mode at night because it, the difficulty was so ramped up that even four of us, bef- prior to Batman, like, yeah, even having super weapons and stuff. I mean, at night, I mean, you still, you had still feared for your life, and yeah. I, I mean, that says a lot about that game. Also, I think how quickly they would just gang up on you because you're like, guys, I took down one of the really bad ones with a flaming sword. I have two hits left, and then three of those things would just come out of nowhere and blindside you, and you're like, nope, nope, head back to the safe room. Kyle, Kyle's on the other side of the world. You see that name, Blackfire oh, uh, 5. I'll wait for you guys. I'll wait for <laughs> yeah, time to come thanks, find you dude. guys. Appreciate I'll it. come get you in the morning. Just crawl under a cardboard yeah, box. It's almost, it's almost like playing Halo on like the legendary mode. As long as one guy is always safe, yep. that you can yep. always back respawn. Up, it's up, like, okay, up. the three of you go out at night. I'm just going to sit on the top of this tower. I'll get you in daytime. <laughs> you know, we've talked a lot about the fact of ambiance and, and environment and everything like that. And, and just to kind of point out this too, the fact that graphical... Uh, enhancements over the time and I think like Silent Hill the original one on PS1 because of the way it looked it really kind of amplified that because of it and that's what I'll end that on but just because of the blocky graphics it kind of made it feel a little less creepy oh, the, the graininess you think it was less gra- creepy or more no creepy? more creepy yeah. sorry I, I agree because the ones that came out for 360 and stuff that you and I tried to play what was that one that you had it, where- downpour downpour was Down- terrible downpour was Silent a failure Hill. yeah well, it was, they didn't, the technology was super good. So they're like, oh, look at our super crisp, good looking monster. And it looks shiny. So it looks like I'm being chased by a plastic toy. <laughs> yeah. And then the collision it, detection was terrible. So it get like, it just walk stuck. into stuff. Yeah. It would get stuck on like a doorway and you're just like, well, this isn't horrifying at all. But I mean, actually you mentioned Silent Hill, the graininess again, but mm. Kyle, well, you got to talk about our first time, like the Silent Hill one. I mean, it's really, the, we had it, one experience that really set it off. It's the main reason to this day that I don't like bathrooms. Like, <laughs> what? No, no. Well, well so we yeah. normally don't like, especially don't after like, you get out of them. Know, like, <laughs> <laughs> freak me out because of Silent Hill. But no, no. Like, there's a part in the Please game. Please don't eat my ass. <laughs> there's a part in the game where you hear a banging, and you go in, and it's this big locker room, and it's like a U-shaped locker room. And you go up to the locker and it's, you see it banging and then you open it and a, and a cat jumps out and you're like, oh, Jesus, cat. <laughs> and then you go into like the, the blood realm or whatever, the night realm and the same locker is banging and you're like, oh, God, there's a dead cat in there. Definitely dead cat. That's, <laughs> like, a, that's exactly what I thought. And you go to open it and it opens and it creaks open loud. Uh, uh, of course. And then nothing's in there. You're like, <laughs> oh. Okay, no dead cat. So you turn to go out of the room and boom, a fucking body falls out. You're like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. It's that misdirection and bait and switch that, that lulls you to a false sense of security. Like, oh, there's nothing in this thing that's going to scare me. Like, <laughs> one, of, one of those moments. And that is still, to my life, is still my scariest game I've ever played is Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. And one of my moments was when I was in the bathroom, not during the Blood Realm, and you looked I in walked the toilet, in, didn't you? and you remember, yeah, right. <laughs> after Kyle got in there uh, to marbleize the toilet. So anyway, um, you have that flashlight on you that you, and that's all you got, of course. And I walk into the bathroom at the Midwich School. Yeah. I can't believe I know the name. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and so, which is modeled after 
Kindergarten cop, by the way. Trivia. Really? And uh, yeah, most of that school is modeled after that. So, so anyway, if you just watch what? Kindergarten yeah. Cop. Kindergarten enough, Cop is, the layout when is you walk in the Silent Hill. <laughs> you hear the echoes of Arnold in the background. Who's your daddy and where's Cheryl? Where's the kitty? Anyway, so you go in the bathroom, and uh, in that part that you were mentioning was definitely freaky. I agree. Um, and probably one of the biggest ones. But when you go into the bathroom, and it's just silent because Silent Hill is silent. Go figure. And there's this little girl crying. Oh, out of nowhere. Oh, yep. And you're just like, and I remember when I was younger and I played that, and I just turned off the console. I'm like, nah, no, nah, I'm done. I can't do this. No, I'm out. And then I had to turn the dial on my TV because that's how my TV. You know what? And I mean, that really grows on the fact that kids are creepy. Because kids are creepy. Uh, no, yeah. they, they are creepy, not only in real life, but in video games. Says the only <laughs> person that has a kid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Dude, you don't know nothing until you're sleeping and then at three in the morning, your kid's in your and you're in the doorway. Oh, God. <laughs> Dad, I even just thought Dad, about it. It's freaking me out. Dad. And it's like, okay, just like it, it brings me back to like 28 days later. Yeah. Always face. brings me back to, or no, not 20 days. Dawn of the Dead, the oh, remake. The, the, the remake, Snyder the remake. Snyder. Where the little girl's in the, in the hallway and then just jumps on the bed and starts eating the dude's face. Ah, so Creepy. So back to the kid thing. So Dead Space 2, mm. there are baby zombies, or uh, <laughs> baby monsters in the game. And you go into a like a nursery. So I'm playing. Uh, the first one was scary. The second one, they're like, okay, we're going to make it a little more action based. But then we're going to have these like, it, the game overall was less scary. You had more powerful guns, a little more exaggerated. Yeah. But they're like, we're going to throw in this like day. I think I'm pretty sure it was a daycare. Let's just throw a daycare in there, and then oh yeah, by the way, there are little one foot monsters running around. They are terrifying. They, they make they, weird noises. Dante's I, Inferno did that too with the baby monsters. With oh, the for hands. Yep. They actually, mode kept the uh, the lead developer's toddler for that. Oh, that's <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> yeah. And I, I remember when you were playing that because we were still living together at the time, and I was like about to go out for the night, and I saw you just like intensely in there, like you had set the mood, like the lights oh, yeah. were off. I, I always play. You lit. have to play. You have to play horror games with the lights off. And I do. Otherwise, really do. the light yeah, ruins the it. It completely takes you out of it. I, it I roll up. And you, I rolled up on you, and I remember I just jabbed you in the side real quick, and I thought I was going to lose all the teeth out of my mouth <laughs> your fist. I'm going to punch you in the throat. I will say, um, it, and just to kind of go from here, too, uh, you know, obviously horror has developed so much from, like, the ambiance and this and that, and there seems to be a huge trend, and it's in movies as well, too, is jump scares. Yes. Got a jump scare. Ooh, uh, 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 well, you know. Here's the, the thing. The jump scare, movies. though, you said was really good from Silent Hill. I had a good jump scare in... Uh, Resident Evil 3. But the thing There's is that about cop car that you walk by and the door rattles and you're like, mm, yeah, and then yeah, you're like, yeah, ah, yeah. it's nothing. And, and then it doesn't like halfway through the game, you walk by that same car and then a zombie comes out and you're like, oh, why? Right. And and jump scare too is is very popular right now. I mean, it's and it's because of movies thing. like Paranormal Activity and uh, until dawn, as far as video games, I, I feel like that one like almost mastered the style of doing yeah. a jump scare because of its cinematic approach. Plus, but, it had that element where uh, the tilt sensor in the controller. Where it would give you moments mm. where you had to remain calm, and it would try to jump scare you. And oh, that's true. I and then you'd screw it up. You'd screw it up every time because the vibration just would set the fucking thing uh, down. Just, just set it down. <laughs> well, it also, no, because it vibrate, and then you'd lose turn, it. turn yeah. the vibrate off. Duh. Mm. Well, it also was the fact that it tried to cover up anything good about Hayden Patineer and it. 
Anyway, we really shouldn't go down that road. Um, well, one last thing. I mean, another thing that kind of the evolution of jump scare. One of the one of the big things that I kind of started with was not only just Silent Hill, but the Condemned games oh, on Xbox. I, I, I never got I around to that one. I completely forgot about those. I, and yeah, everyone those does. Talk about an unnerving game. <laughs> and oh, uh, one God. of the biggest things was is that when you were in the abandoned something, and there was a bunch of mannequins. <laughs> And every once yes. you, you turn around and then you see three mannequins, but you turn around, then there's like seven mannequins. Then you turn back around and there's eight mannequins. <laughs> and then there's 19. And then you're like, oh my God. And another game just like that was actually The Suffering. Yeah. The Suffering. You and Kyle played that. I remember that. Good. I had the demo to that. But I mean, that was all based out of a prison. And there's something about like an Alka, but the Alcatraz prison style, I, I felt like that that atmosphere really was mm -hmm. creepy. That was another loner game, too, where it gives you the sense of everybody around you's dead. There's only monsters. It's all you. Well, there yeah. was something close to that, which was. Outlast. Did you guys end up playing Outlast? No, but I was told I should. That's you, really not bad. Uh, no, who told you that, Ned? Me. Probably. <laughs> I got to play that on uh, PS4 when that kind of came out, and I yep. played a little bit of that, and the the grain quality, how you're talking about how older games are scary when they're grainy. Grainy. Well, the grainy. only time that you can actually really see in that game is you have a... Black light. Or the green light. camera. Right. You got an old, uh, like, mini DV camera, mm -hmm. and it's night vision on there. So when you do that, it's that mini DV grain yeah. film quality. Mm -hmm. So when you're seeing everything, it's terrifying and you're walking up on it, but you're also trying to conserve batteries and you're being stalked by people. Yeah. It has a lot of those good elements I, honestly, and a lot of those got evolution. popular around that time. I would say that that game, honestly, is the evolution of Fatal Frame. Like mm -hmm. that's what Fatal Frame should have been as far as the pacing of the game. I feel like that that game launched like the thousand ships for, hey, here's a whole new genre. Because out of that, you got your uh, Aliens game that you like so yep. much. And, and Alien Isolation, and the, right? Yeah, which it was it was good. And it has that uh, isolated feeling where you're, you're basically at hide go seek with an alien. Mm -hmm. uh, the Queen Aliens is chasing you around through the whole game. Yeah. And that actually that is the nemesis of games. Like the tank might have been the next step. But that alien had, had really great AI. And they'd be like, oh, I want to hide in a locker. No, it's going to kill you there, too. What about games that don't give you weapons? That are like Amnesia or the first spirit with, or Spirits Within, Evil Within. Evil Within. <laughs> like, Not the movie, I, please. I don't know. I watched, uh, or I Terrible. watched, I played Amnesia because it was the free PlayStation game. I was going to get into that, I played about actually. an hour of it, and... and I mean, you're so it's, lost. It's boring. It's lost. It gives you no direction, and that's the ultimate. But was it scary? Yes. It gives you the it, the unnerving feeling because you don't have a weapon, you don't know where you are. But eventually, you gotta find a lantern. Where I don't want to <laughs> play this anymore <laughs> because the same shit is happening, and I can't figure it out where I'm going. So the the, the gameplay frustrated you to the point yeah. where it kind of took it, it took you out of it. Because I'm used to games where you're, if you can't run, you fight. And this game, there's nothing there's but nothing. running. And sometimes there's just nowhere to go, and then you die. Like, what the heck? Why even try? <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring up Amnesia. <laughs> Why do we play this game anymore? Because, you know, we've been, and I know we're probably running out of time here pretty soon, but yep. um, one of the big things that I think is always very underrated, too, is indie games. Mm. It's amazing what indie does for Slender survival, Man. for horror. Slender is definitely a big one. But also, have you heard of a game that was quite popular for a minute called Doki Doki Literature Club? No, I I, uh -huh. I I heard it got hot for like a minute, and it then was. I never heard of it. But let me tell you, that. man, what it's that? Doki Doki Literature Club is a point-and-click dating thing, right? It's a dating simulator with three anime girls. But one of and I know this sounds weird, but it is. one of them the is you're a playing this. I'm Aren't not, you married? Don't Does even, your wife know about you, this? It's just, listen, it gets messed up. 
<laughs> and whoever created it is very good because at one point you actually have to physically go into the system files of the game and delete a certain character, throw it in the recycle bin because she goes crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah. You physically have to do it because, and then like there's things that will influence and then sometimes they're girls because you won't go with them will kill themselves because the other person they'll kill themselves right in front of you. It's a mind F it's a and that's game. another topic you could probably have is mind Fs. <laughs> it's just, there's, ah! look up Doki Doki Literature Club. It's for kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess just to wrap Japanese all this up. Because people are weird. We are kind of running out of time. So yeah. we should probably, I, I have one like kind of final question. I'd kind of want to hear what franchise or what game do you guys want to see in the future? And what about it do you want to see contribute to the horror genre as a whole? Like for me, you think Resident Evil 8 because finished through Resident Evil 7. It's like, okay, the next one, Resident Evil 8. What could they possibly do to kind of expand from where they went in 7 with a crazy... Because they can't just do another crazy family in another crazy city. Mm. They have to really go outside the box and get something new, which it's hard because that game was so such a small, like, micro, like, story that they really can't build off that directly, I think. Yeah. And... Are they going to have to reinvent the wheel again with the following game? Or do, do they just make a, a very similar game? Because I don't feel like a similar game would offer that. I think that's based on gameplay, though. They, they nailed the gameplay in that game pretty well to the point where they can take that and put it in a different environment. I'd like to see them go back to an abandoned city. Me too. With that, with that new engine? Mm -hmm. I would like to see that. If you also notice that the Resident Evil games, uh, the first three, very similar, tank controls, then... Four, five, and six are over-the-shoulder action, and now you got first person. Yeah, and then so you we're gonna got get two six. more games in first person. Then it's the rule of three. Maybe they it. all come in threes. I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> I know that you want to see Luigi's Mansion, though, right, Ned? Yeah. Sure so, do. so I mentioned Resident Evil. So what? What game? Each of you, just one game that you want to see. Kind Ned, of. Ned, you take one. A, 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 either a sequel to or a, a new game with a new concept. What? What do you want to see? Silent Hill, man. It needs it. It had something with PT, and oh, then PT. all of a sudden, oh, man, it but just what's drops. What's the new game coming out now? Because of it. Death Standing. Death Standing. Or Death Stranding, I PT think. PT was so terrifying. And Resident Evil 7 was very similar, obviously. Yep. But something about PT and just the way it played, which is similar, obviously. But Silent Hill has a very interesting way of displaying stuff. While, while Resident Evil 7 is way more hands-on, while Silent Hill is so much... I, I'm, I want my brain to just... I want my brain to shiver. Because that's the it, it. I want to have that maybe endorphin. I don't know. Like all of a sudden, show up in my mind and just be like, I just want to be in that experience. And Silent Hill does that. And especially Silent Hill, I think one of the more more memorable things we've mentioned is like the Blood Realm. Mm -hmm. something about its environments that it creates. So we mentioned we all remember the bathroom in Silent Hill. So clearly they've mastered bathrooms in, <laughs> in Silent Hill games. They portrayed that really well in the movie too. I would like to say I would like to go on the record right now and Best say video that Silent game. Hill movie, <laughs> that first one. Super legit yeah. as a standalone movie. Oh God, no! What? I want to have things. This with is a whole other topic. You want to fight me on this, <laughs> camera? Right, right, right. Let's do it off. Let's do it off. Like I want to have something too with multiple endings. Mul so a have. Silent a Silent Hill game or any game. Silent Every Hill. Silent Hill game, has which it does, endings. and I understand that, but the dog ending. Yeah, I know, Alien weird, right? But I just want a good Silent Hill game because it's one, one and two, great. Three homecoming, whatever. I'm just like, what is going you on? You never played four. And at one point, Silent Ugh. Hill Five was announced, which eventually became a 
pochinko machine. <laughs> I'm like, I Konami's just flown out the window. And man. I'm, what am I actually hoping is Sony either buys the right from them or at least they, Konami needs to let someone develop that game for them because Silent Hill, I feel, still has. People remember that game. There's a nostalgia built into that. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I wouldn't care if they went remade the first one. Yeah. I, if they want to do what Resident Evil did. Which they actually kind of did. Silent Hill, uh, Shattered Memories. Yep. But I think with all Wasn't new graphics. Wii? Wii and PS2. But yeah, if how they do that? all new graphics and kind of really do what a complete remake. Of the, the actual yeah, game. I want all new coding, like a full new game that is the story of one or two. Mm-hmm. that re- Or even a com- combination of one and two because they kind of fit that same realm. They could, yeah, yeah. Harry and, Mason, yeah. you know. And if they, they could do that. Mm. And just like really enhance those graphics and really focus in on what made that game originally great. Yeah. I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity for them. They need to do what Capcom did to Resident Evil and what it seemingly that they're doing to Resident Evil 2. Yep. So Kyle, Canada. what do you get what do you got? What, what you what, got, Canada? Well, as much as I would really love to see Metal Gear return to its survive fucking glory, but that's never gonna happen again. That's Konami, right? Oh yeah, you no. guys are on a Konami <laughs> kick right now. <laughs> we all like Should we just have an episode called Konami? <laughs> uh, Parasite Eve. Ooh, oh my that, that's, god! That's, 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 that's a deep complete cut. reboot, remake. Throw yeah. the last two games out. Keep the concept. But yeah, it's that start was a over. SquareSoft title too. Yep. Yeah. I think Parasite Eve. Like, I think the marketing on that was so bad that. <laughs> I think, because I remember I only played it because I was such a big fan of Final Fantasy. That's an I think RPG thing, I, though, wasn't I, it? I think there's a, there's a demo that they threw in one of the games, mm-hmm. I, and I played the demo, and then even after that demo, I'm like, what did I just play? Like, that game had such a mixed marketing to it that I, I didn't sell itself very well, but I've heard over over the years, people have like, oh, I like that game. It, it's mm-hmm. almost become a cult game for yep. Squaresoft, and it's interesting because to come out with a third one, it could either land really big mm-hmm. or it could fail horribly all based on, again, bringing people back in to be like, what, it, what is this game? What does Parasite Eve kind of mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if Shenmue 3 can happen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so we're we're going to kickstart. Square yeah, Enix is going to kickstart because they don't trust do their own it. company to pay for it. <laughs> so, Das, what do you got? Let's wrap this up with you. What, what do you want to see? Phantasmagoria. Shadowrun 2. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you got to knock my Shadowrun low? Got it. Has to happen. First person shooter. Shadow Once run. every podcast. Everyone's gonna hate on that. <laughs> terrible shadow run. That's Today's a great shadow, shadow run, run. Shitty moment. Brought to you by. You're terrible. <laughs> um, Nobody no. likes the tree of life, Bruce. Phantasmagoria, which was <laughs> this really cool FMV. It was like seven discs long PC game. It was probably like the my first real introduction to horror. It was a point and click, but it was all done with full motion video, and it had such good horror elements because it was essentially you were playing a movie before all these like movie style games or narrative games really got popular. Is that the one where you play like an office guy at first and then weird shit starts happening to you? I don't think so. And did it have Malcolm McDowell in it? No, I think the second one did though. All right, then it's not the game I'm thinking of. Okay. Cause they, they did two of them. It was done. It was published by Sierra online. Um, really awesome. I know. Right. (laughs) They're a good publisher. Who who owns them now? They're still their own thing. I don't think so. You don't I, think so? I, I don't think they are. Yeah. I don't. I, probably EA owns it. Probably. That's my <laughs> it's guess. It's under the Activision yeah, umbrella. umbrella. Uh, but uh, was it? I want to say it was uh, Roberta Williams was the lady that created it, and she did a phenomenal job with just the whole story of everything. Story was like you moved into this house in the small town because your husband's a photographer and everything, and 
you're living in this giant creepy mansion and you're slowly uncovering like what, what horrifying is it about things creepy are happening mansions? in the town. It's just, it's a setting. <laughs> it's a good setting for a character. I mean, you know, there's big mansions old, with maniacs and then there's houses are creepy in general Re- residents that are evil. Cause, Cause it's the lore of <laughs> what was evil. there. It's the idea of something dark and seedy that has just stained the area that you're in. That's mansions suck. When, whenever you're in a big house, you hear it creak and you're like, Oh, that's just the house settling. No, that's somebody moving around. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna eat okay. my a-hole, man. As, a, as a homeowner, it happens every day. And yeah. it's even worse when you're actually not moving. And just suddenly there's a crack down the hallway. I'm like, okay, there's, there's either a, a zombie. Right yeah, there's either there's either a zombie kneeled over eating someone right now, or I'm losing my mind. All right, I'm going to bed. If there's somebody and <laughs> you're gonna kill me, do it now. Uh, all right. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's a really great idea for a game, especially. I mean, that's a real throwback. So I, I wonder if they, I think it's old enough where if you were to do that, even in a more modern sense of like an Until Dawn style, you could definitely pull that off. And it could like what happened with Night Trap that came back recently, oh, right? Yeah. If Night Trap can come back, it's pretty much proved that anything <laughs> can make anything can come back. Yeah, which I would love to stream that at some point. By the way, you can buy it digitally for fifteen bucks. I don't know why. Well, <laughs> uh, I think that that's our show for the day. Then that's thank you guys for, for coming day. out. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for having I, us. Yeah, I mean, this was. I mean, thank everyone for listening. This is extra long. Two extra guests, so I, I hope it was really worth it for everyone to listen. And, I don't even think and, we went that much longer than what we normally do. Yeah, but any, any any extra time is still more time that they're they're spending listening to us. And I, I think it's a great us also to mention that we have Facebook and we have YouTube. Yeah, and we're still looking for to grow our fan base. So please yeah, share us, comment, let us know what we can do next for you guys. Like, like comment, subscribe, and thumbs down. Thumbs down <laughs> all around. All the thumbs. Down. <laughs>